recording in progress. Yeah, how'd that uh, happen? Keith's not even here. Where's that? Who hit that button? It was me, David, your friendly neighborhood retro bot. Yet and me, Kelly. We thought you might want to hang out while we all wait for Keith to show up. What button? Well, we're recording, so somehow it's just going to be me and you today. The day after Christmas. Yeah. Keith is missing today. Well, how long we should wait for him? I don't know. We'll give him a little bit, maybe, but we got to get this show on the road. Ooh, I got an email. Daily update dot operator December. Ooh, hey, I got an email here. News. Uh, what does this say? Quote Keith Helpsley, quote daily update dot operator December 25th, 2023 news. Link Keith Helpsley, 76, of Elkton Vertical Bar WKDD Radio. ABC Funeral Services for 76 dash. Oh my gosh, he died. Oh no. Dot M, Wednesday, December 27th. Our old brother died. And did well? He's not 76. <laughs> As a book link graphic image removed by sender. He didn't tell us. He didn't tell us. He didn't. How could he up and die on us? Cremations of Hopkinsville dash legacy. Cremation. Legacy.com. Keith Heltsley, 76. Was born on January 31st, uh -uh. 1947. October 31st. Right. They got that all wrong. <laughs> in Hopkinsville. Dot, dot, dot. Link graphic. Hopkinsville, Illinois. Hey, I received that same email. It also says he was a self-employed carpenter. Is that right? The book link graphic image removed by sender. I thought it was um, like, Kentucky. Yeah, he must have moved on us. It also says he was survived by his wife, Gail. I thought Keith's wife's name was Robin. Yeah, and it says here he only has one daughter. Not to mention having only one brother and two sisters. Margie, Michael, and Marianne. I wonder which one Terry and Jill really are. Hey. Wow. Well, how are we going to get this podcast going without him today? Hey, what are you guys talking about? I just got here. What's, what's going on? <laughs> He's alive. He's alive. What are you talking about in my life? We got a pod, uh, email that said uh, obituary for you. <laughs> Oh, well, I've been meaning to say, you know, it is pretty nice here in heaven, and uh, I don't have any more achy knees, and I think I can see again. Wow. <laughs> Can't you hear all the harps in the background? Oh, that sounds such pretty music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. We have a podcast to put on here. <laughs> That sounds funny. That sounds funny. Hey, and of course, uh, that is correct there. Uh, this being the podcast, that sounds funny. Uh, that was an email. It's a real email. It's a real obituary. And it's really a Keith Helsley, but it's not this Keith Helsley. Because clearly, I'm not quite that old. 
Because <laughs> our mom would only be four years old to, to have me if that would be the case. And I, I have been in Kentucky uh, on vacations and stuff, but never lived there. And uh, my wife isn't the same name as a wife in that uh, obituary, <laughs> as far as anybody knows. <laughs> There's one seatbelt out there. It, it, my, it, my, kids are, my kids are all boys and not girls, unless they went trans on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we wanted to have some fun with that because of uh, the unusual nature of having an obituary with your name on it. But at this point, I do want to take the time to extend some serious condolences to the actual Keith Helsley and the actual family that's involved because we probably are related. And I know Jill saw this on Facebook. And so, therefore, the family out there, uh, I'm going to say, are probably distant cousins. Uh, and also, knowing the nature of health sleeves, you, you probably appreciate the joke, but there are some health sleeves who might not. So, just know that we weren't intending to uh, uh, be disrespectful at all uh, towards your relation. And, and with that said, it would be time to move into our uh, episode proper here. And this is the week of December 26, 2023. And this is season four, show nine, episode 164. Uh, we are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. And I am your host, Keith Helsley, the real one. <laughs> and with me today are Cookie Monster Terry right. <laughs> and Jill. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and uh, we'd like to open up with a little bit of what's new. Would you mind telling me what a man like yourself is doing here? Does anyone have a question? Would solve all of our problems and make all our dreams come true. And uh, I know we all probably have a lot of fun Christmas stuff. So what kind of fun family things do you guys got? Oh. <laughs> My wife was cooking in the kitchen and had to go to the bathroom. And she came out of the bathroom and came back towards this way and said, Ooh, something smells good. And I said, Wasn't you coming from the bathroom? <laughs> it probably would not have been. <laughs> but yeah. I, I didn't have, we didn't have a lot of weird things happen. Well, I got a couple of things jotted down on my notes. Does Joe want to start out? You want me to? Well, the only thing that's going on here is, like I said, my husband's been sick, so we've been home. Uh, just he and I. We told the kids not to come over. He didn't want to share his sickness. He's not sure what it is. He, it's weird. It's one of those sicknesses that gets worse in the evening. He'll be fine during the day, but in the evening he'll start coughing and sneezing, and I feel awful. He sounds, you know, gets that real deeper voice and and i guess terry didn't go anywhere because he's still walking from funny from his being gay treatment <laughs> last week <laughs> well i uh actually my microwave chair uh arrived early uh which did not make me happy because of course i received this microwave chair air quotes uh, uh -huh. some, some weeks ago and i had it boxed up 
and it's been in the living room for oh at least a month and a half because it was going to be held originally to see what Amazon was going to do about it and it became clear that I ended up paying for it which I didn't mind I thought it'll be my chair and it'll be my Christmas gift and I'll push the box over towards the tree and I'll be happy opening it up on Christmas turns out one of my teenagers live in the house uh, last week or possibly even earlier than that decided that it was his chair and he opened it <laughs> and he put it together and he put it in his room and whenever I discovered this like last Wednesday or Thursday uh, I was not happy and I went upstairs and be down as I did the, the policeman at, the, at 2 a.m. <laughs> knock on his door and said get your butt down here with my chair said if you want you can either put some money across my palm and pay me for it for my Christmas gift that you stole, or I'll just keep your Christmas gift. He brought it down. <laughs> uh, and so I've been sitting in it ever since, and it is a very comfortable chair. Uh, but uh, then the, another thing that happened over the last week is a friend of ours from church uh, brought us uh, some fudge that she made. And the interesting uh, thing is that it, it's it's a his and hers fudge. If you know what that what I mean by that, you know who Jeremy yeah. Boring, Jeremy Boring is. He he invented the uh, the opposition to Hershey's and chocolate companies, and he came out with the uh, the male and female chocolate bars. One has nuts and one don't. You figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. So one one flavor had nuts and one did not. So you figure out which one was which. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the other thing is, uh, oh, where'd he go? Uh, oh, I mentioned last week about the Grinch Holiday Podcast it, by Seth Meyers. It did indeed come to a close uh, after uh, 10 episodes. He, he did his final episode last week, and, he, and that'll be the last one, at least for the season. Maybe he'll bring it back. I don't know. But it, it was just a fun uh, podcast to listen to. Hmm. And that's my things I have written down here. We had a lot of stuff. We had the whole spread. My wife put it all on for the kids. And, and uh, oh, gosh, uh, everything went great until everybody was about ready to go. And I reminded my wife, hey, didn't you want to take Christmas pictures? You know, everybody like them and their kids and them and their kids and us. And I said, hey, don't you want to take pictures? And my oldest grandson, like, well, okay, it's time to go. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna be in no pictures. It's like she just wants to take pictures of you and your family and them. And she doesn't want to take a big group, huggy, puggy group photo. You know, yeah. she would have liked to, but she knows that everybody wouldn't get along. I said, all you gotta do is hand the camera to the ugliest person and say, get out there and take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Like that joke, and, I didn't. And, and they'll be honored to be the cameraman, and you don't have to say they're the ugliest person. <laughs> We're going to give you the honors. You get to operate the camera. Oh, yeah, you don't want to be in the picture? Take the camera. Yeah. And, and if and if it's because they don't want to be in the picture and they want to have the camera just for that reason, you can say, Great, we picked you because of the ugliest person thing. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> e either way, you can turn it into a, a, a win. <laughs> yep. Hmm. 
Well, we're ready we... to move on. Happy birthday! We probably uh, are. Does, does Terry have any quick birthdays to toss in here? Yeah, or? I got some birthdays. I did. I was able to get Christmas Eve birthdays. Ryan Seacrest, forty-nine. Ricky right. Martin, fifty-two. Scott Fisher, you know him, sixty-eight. Oh, I know I've heard of Eric Fisher, but not Scott Fisher. Uh, David Gardner, should have been 101. Howard Hughes, should have been 118. John, King of England, he's 865. All right. <laughs> and that's on Christmas Eve. On Christmas, oh, Dustin, Justin Trudeau, 52. Annie, Annie Lennox. 69, Sissy Spacek, 74, Rod, Rod Serling from the Twilight Zone, he would have been 99, Humphrey Bogart, he'd have been 124, <laughs> oh, Christmas. Oh, wow. Isaac Newton, the physicist, 381, oh. and then I got. Uh, Wait a minute! There's some else born on Christmas. I think it was Baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he would well, be. Yeah. He would be 2023. Wow. <laughs> and I got today's birthday. <laughs> Lars Ulrich. If you know Lars Ulrich, no. he was the drummer, I think, for Def Leppard. Oh. Uh, that's why he was. His out. birthday is. He's 60. <laughs> Phil Spector is. 87. The Chinese politician died. Uh, Probably he's 130. John you, you, Babbage. You can't, you can't pronounce the name, but you said the old Chinese symbol next to it. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That's all for the birthdays I got. But... Happy birthday, everybody. I heard a funny news story you know, this morning. I don't know if you guys heard it. It's been all over the news about a six-year-old boy... They did a Home Alone type thing. Did you hear about that? I don't think so. It was on Spirit Airlines. They put him on the wrong airplane. Or he got on the wrong airplane from his family. And he was supposed to go to Fort Myers, Florida. But he wound up going to Orlando, Florida. And his uh, grandma had to go pick him up. Hmm. She wasn't very happy. (laughs) But anyway. Wow. That's just a quick little news thing I heard this morning. But, all right, that's all I got for right this second. Yeah, I, I think the Home Alone kids' mom wasn't very happy that her was that <laughs> one either. But the, but in that case, on the movie, it was it was the family's fault, not in the airline fault. Anyway, well, uh, if a certain person asks me to go out tonight, I won't think you're a bit fresh. Um, Matt, is he crazy or something? Yeah, for a, a, a random topic. Being the end of the year, I actually have it. You know, one of those end of the year things, or you know, somebody did like a review of stuff. Yeah. Well, this one is uh, called "The Worst Behaved Tourist of 2023." It's a short, oh. <laughs> short list of tourists behaving badly. Here's where it starts. In June, a tourist at Rome's Colosseum was caught carving graffiti into 
the 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 ancient uh, tourist attraction. He claimed that he didn't know <laughs> it was that old. <laughs> uh, but he was being filmed. He grinned into the camera. But he was less perky when police tracked him down. Uh, it was a, a British guy. He begged the Italian authorities for forgiveness. Um, he just didn't know how old the monument was, but he thinks he knows now. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, a girl from Switzerland and a teenager from Germany also caught carving their names into the structure. Um, in um, where'd he go? August and August. Uh, naked people became a problem at a UK sunflower farm. <laughs> that sounds familiar, doesn't it, Jill? Yeah, I did a story about that. I think, yeah, and you heard it here first, people. <laughs> We're as good as CNN. I tell you what, <laughs> we are on the ball. Uh, but the uh, sunflowers temperatures rise. Many of us have the urge to strip off uh, <laughs> and uh, have visitors. Uh, to use the picturesque field or ask uh, to stop posing naked uh, in the um, but in um, Italy, uh, German tourists were graffitiing Basari Corridor. Um, there was a group of 11 who were there to attend a soccer match, but they graffitied in you know. Uh, this other ancient Italian uh, thing. Oh, uh, my. In the north of the company, some German students toppled a priceless statue uh, while they were in, in trying to find the perfect uh, place for a photo. Um, in Rome, uh, a tourist was caught wading into a trendy fountain to fill up her water bottle. Um, but setting foot in this famous fountain, whatever it was called, I didn't catch the name, and incurs a fine of uh, 5,000 euros. Wow. Um, and so for uh, it's not uh, clear what became of the woman, but she was seen apprehended by the authorities. I suppose that would be one pricey bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> that fountain. Uh, let's see. Uh, European capitals, Paris, uh, wasn't unscathed in August. Two drunk American tourists were found in the Eiffel Tower wa wandering uh, after spending the night there after a night of incessant alcohol consumption, <laughs> so a couple of drunken Americans uh, got themselves locked in Eiffel Tower overnight, looks like. Wow. Uh, September. Um, let's see. Canada passengers were put into a dirty seating area. Um, let's see. We're always ready to condemn other airline passengers for bad behavior, but sometimes it's the airlines themselves. They're indulging in off-color antics. Uh, Air Canada staff forced uh, 
uh, passengers who sit in the seats that were still dirty from vomit from a previous flight. Ooh. Yeah, thanks, Air Canada. Uh, they put coffee grounds in the seat packs in front of them. They sprayed perfume on the seats to try to mask the smell. They tried to explain to the stewardess that there was still vomit residue in the area, but the flight attendant, very apologetic, uh, explained there was nothing we can do. Oh, wow. <laughs> Clean it? <laughs> yeah. Cleaning it would be good. So that's just a, a quick uh, rundown on various uh, people behaving badly. Oh, here's some more October. <laughs> uh, Vatican Museum, a tourist was caught smashing ancient uh, statues, sculptures from the second century. <sighs> were being damaged by American tourists. The man had knocked over statues because he considered them idolatrous. Uh. Uh, his lawyers disagreed, saying he was just suffering Jerusalem syndrome, whatever that means. And then there's November. November, an American tourist has been banned for life from the Philippines after he had uh, put profanities on his immigration form. Huh. Uh, it did not include his full name. Had put uh, the, the vulgar words on his application. Um, let's see. He was refused entry on and uh, put on a permanent no entry list due to his disrespectful behavior, according to the Filipino Bureau of Immigration. Oh wow. Wow. So people behaving. I don't think I have any in December. I think November is as far as it went for the year. But anyway, just a, a real fast look at people behaving badly, uh, tourists through the year. It's not all Americans out there behaving badly. There are some other ones. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I got for our randomness. Just wanted to present a, a year in retrospect thing. So, May I ask, what do you intend doing? It will be time, then, for some news. Suppose my head is round and shiny. Surely you've seen things like this before. Yeah, but they all had handles on I got into the Christmassy spirit over the weekend and watched a few, downloaded and watched a few movies. I've seen them before, you know, of course, but that movie, Elf, is 20 years old. It came out apparently in 20... 2003, um, the sleigh, travelers on the Long Island Expressway were treated to a thrill when they saw Santa's sleigh passing by them uh, from the movie Elf going down the highway. A, a police escort was, you know, in front of it. Um, Pulling it down the road, they uh, get it out every once in a while. They a fire station uh, be, bought it. You know, a, a guy bought it in an auction for twenty thousand dollars, and it's stored at a fire station where they keep it in. You know, paint it, repaint it when it gets scratched or wore wear and tear, and 
in Huntington, Long Island. Oh, I'm sorry. He bought it for twelve thousand uh, dollars. He bought it two decades ago after the movie wrapped up, and bought it for the <laughs> the artifact as a memento because he loved that movie so much. <laughs> yeah, and and so they spruce it up, they paint it, and fix any cracks, and then they display it like in parades and stuff, you know, and uh, now, things in the like movie that. that's, that's supposed to be Santa's sleigh, or is it Elf sleigh, or God, well, it's Santa Claus's sleigh. In, in the movie, it's Santa Claus's sleigh. Okay. Huh. Right. Santa Claus comes to deliver and stuff, but the sleigh, he goes by in, in the movie, from what I, I just watched it, so it's kind of familiar. But the sleigh breaks down because they just don't have any holiday cheer in New York City. They put and it up so, on Jack's Thunderbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was in, it was in Central Park and sitting there, and, and so then Buddy, Buddy had found his real dad and his brother at that point. So they were going. They saw Santa, and he was helping Santa work on the sleigh because it had a uh, it had a, a jet engine on it as well. Oh. And so the jet engine was cheer powered, you know, not, not cheer capacitor powered, huh? Wow. Ho holiday, holiday cheer, you know, uh, things like that and stuff. And uh, as people started singing, it kept getting stronger and stronger. And finally, it took off, but it barely took off and skimmed over the heads of everybody and stuff in the park and all that stuff. Ed Asner oh. played Santa Claus in that movie. Oh. And James James Kahn was his dad, which I didn't know till listening to Adam Sandler's song. James Kahn was Jewish. <laughs> Well, I didn't get any Christmas stories, but I got one uh, airplane or airport story in New York. Le I can't say that word. LaGuardia LaGuardia <laughs> Airport. There was a couple and they had a baby with them, I'm hoping, because they got in trouble. They had a loaded baby diaper. <laughs> uh, they were going through security. They didn't give any names and there were 17 bullets in this baby diaper. Now, I don't uh, know why really? they had bullets. It didn't say they, they had a gun. They the baby some bullets, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's see. They were on their way from New York to Chicago, this couple. And the, the carry-on was going through the x-ray machine, and the alarm went off. And so, of course, they go digging through to find out what's going on. And they the, pulled out the, a the baby clean was, baby, baby diaper. Give up, the baby was giving <laughs> crap, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it was a clean baby diaper, but it had 17 bullets in it. Yeah. And the man said he didn't know they were in there. It must have been the girlfriend that put him in there. I was like, was yeah, the throw her in front of the it's bus. Not, it's not a baby. baby. It's, it's a midget. It's not a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so... Uh, they were from Arkansas, I guess. I don't know why they were in New York, but like oh, I said, they're on their way to Chicago. Who do we they... know in Arkansas? Hmm. <laughs> well, they, no, ba their babies are not babies. I, I did a story like that, but it was actually a, a baby poopy diaper that on the airplane that caused a ruckus. 
Well, I don't think they made it as far as the different. airplane, actually. They got it in the airport. Oh, no. It's going to get caught by the TSA. Maybe if they took the bullets, they went on without that the diaper with the bullets. The strapped to the baby's back or something. <laughs> yeah. He's got an AK to the strapped back. across. Yeah. Down in the workshop, all the elves are making toys For the good Gentile girls and the good Gentile boys When the boss busted in, nearly scared him half to death Had a rifle in his hands and cheap whiskey on his breath From his beard to his boots he was covered with ammo Like a big fat drunk disgruntled Yuletide Rambo And he smiled as he said With a twinkle in his eye Merry Christmas to all Now you're all gonna die It's more, again, more of a list A uh, middle school teacher in California Respond hilariously to his request To what? Get 30-somethings The, uh Middle school teacher in Southern California asked the students what to buy someone in their 30s for the holidays. And here are their responses. Some scrawled on sticky notes. Uh, the teacher, identified as Mr. Frakes, works at Hot Spring or Palm Springs uh, School. Uh, and now you, you have to remember, 30s is the millennial generation. The millennial generation means that you graduate to high school the first you know year after the millennium, so 2001. So that means this is our kids' age. <laughs> this is not like old people age. This is like our kids' age. Uh, but anyway, one student uh, responded, measuring cups. All right. Get mama some measuring cups. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Signs that say, bless this home, another one answered. A bottle of wine and hip replacements. <laughs> a, uh, another student added with a smiley face after it. Uh, Panera <laughs> gift cards. People in their 30s love soup. And I guess pasta. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. You get them old people candles that smell like home or <laughs> back then. One middle schooler wrote with a heart at the bottom. Now, I got to say the students who sign it with a heart or a smiley face, they got to be girls because guys don't do those emojis, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, the youngsters also said wrinkle cream. <laughs> you get get your get your oldest daughter wrinkle cream there, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they got wrinkles yet. I don't even got wrinkles. <laughs> oh, as far as you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. A heated blanket, because they muscles be hurting. They muscles the <laughs> oh. A coffee mug that says, don't talk to me until I have my coffee, because they're all coffee obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, anyway, the video has gone viral with uh, hundreds of thousands of comments and likes. But but uh, it goes on. There's a, co a commenter says, but are they wrong? Because I honestly love soup and candles. I'm 36. One uh, commenter wrote, uh, 
it got me thinking, all those gifts sound amazing, another commenter <laughs> responded. The teacher told a magazine that he's been teaching seventh grade for 11 years, and I'm honestly not that phased by student responses. They make him laugh and humble him daily, which is why he continues to love his job. The night Santa went crazy. The night Saint Nick went insane. Realized he'd been getting the wrong deal. Some finally must have snapped in his brain. Well, the workshop is gone now. He decided to bomb it. Everywhere you'll find pieces of Cupid and Comet. And he tied up his helpers, and he held the elves hostage, and he ground up poor Rudolph into reindeer sausage. He got down. A hundred-year-old Christmas tree was bought in an auction. All right. How tall uh, was it? <laughs> they generally grow a foot a year, so it must have been pretty tall. <laughs> was it a fake tree? <laughs> oh, could be. Two, two and a half feet tall. <laughs> it was a bonsai Christmas tree. <laughs> it was one okay. It's a two and a half foot tree, the humblest Christmas tree in the world. Four thousand two hundred and nineteen dollars and thirty two cents. The tree was brought to Dorothy Grant's home when she was eight years old in nineteen twenty. And it was the staple of her home for Christmas until she turned 101. It was, the tree had 25 branches, 12 berries, and uh, 12, six mini candle holders. It's believed to be one of the first produced Artificial Christmas trees. <laughs> Charlie Brown Christmas trees. Yep. In London. And as simple as it was, Dorothy loved that tree. And so... Yeah, I, I can see how it went a lot of sentimental value to it. Yeah. yeah. And it uh, doesn't have to be extravagant. She loved that tree. The humble little Christmas tree. Like I said, Charlie Brown tree. The Christmas tree survived uh, the devastation of the First World War, the Spanish flu, and the coronavirus, and now they're going to auction it off. To auction it off, again, I'm sure the tree has just tons of sentimental value for that right. woman and, and maybe for some of her family, but I'm sure it has little concern to anybody else. And I wish they get a lot of money for it, but I seriously doubt it. I wrote the story down, but well, what's my next thing on my list? It was gone, so I'll tell you. It's a, of course, being the end of the year, you know, Christmas, and you have New Year's and Baby New Year and everything. This is a baby story. Uh, it ha happened uh, just recently, and I thought I would mention, especially right now, because a woman had twins. Ta-da! 
Well, that's pretty <laughs> common. But what made it rare is she was in labor uh, for 20 hours to have these twins to the point where after 10 hours of labor, she had the first baby on December 19th and the second baby on December 20th, <laughs> which we know someone has a birthday on that day, don't we, Terry? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that'd be, that's one reason I wanted to bring it up now instead of later. And so, so this woman is having twins on two separate days is pretty rare. It has been known to happen. But the reason why it took 10 hours between one baby to the other baby is another rare condition. The woman had two uteruses, and each baby was in its own uterus. <laughs> That's crazy. And, uh, this is why it, it took her 20 hours. She, she was in 10 hours of labor for uterus one, <laughs> and then she had a thing one, I guess. And then while she was, literally, she was nursing the first baby when she was in labor, pushing out the second baby. Wow. <laughs> uh, so that's real, real quick from memory, the, the, the facts of the story. But that's definitely rare and unique. So Well, hopefully she don't fly with the loaded diapers with the babies. <laughs> I don't, and, and they were twin girls, by the way. I, oh. I forget the names. <laughs> Annabelle and something, some other name I forget. The night Santa went crazy The night Chris Kringle went nuts Now you can't hardly walk around the North Pole Without stepping in reindeer guts There's the National Guard and the FBI uh, The last time uh, somebody won the Mega Millions Lotto was uh, two winning tickets were sold at the same store in the same city in the same state. Uh, the same person. In Encino, California, two winning tickets were sold, which is very uh, never been done before, you know. And it's like the, yeah, I mean, it's not impossible. It, it, it's pretty rare for two winning tickets to be sold at all. And yet, come from the same town, yeah. And so, the you know, like I've been get, trying to get my wife to, you know, you can go and get the slip, and you take the pencil and you darken in your numbers. You pick your own numbers, and I say I've been telling her to play these numbers, and I've been watching the numbers for a while, and and we we would have got like five numbers last night if she'd have played the numbers. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, somebody put the slip in, got their number, and then somebody else picked up that slip and said, oh, I'll play those numbers. <laughs> yeah. And that, so that's kind of what happened, you know, But because it's not a quick pick. The machine won't do a quick, you know, double numbers. It just, there's. Yeah, they, they found the guys who played their numbers, too. Yeah. Right. right. And, well, I'm going to play those, you know, but. And you know, I tell my wife the guest right. It's like cheating off the right kid at school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last night, like last night, you know, the, the Powerball number right now, the Powerball as of today, December 26th, nobody won on Jesus's birthday yesterday. Yesterday, well, right now it's 683 million. Oh, is that all? The night Santa went crazy. The night Saint Nicholas flipped. Broken back.
remember was, like I tell my life, remember was Valerie's birthday, uh, Aaron's birthday, and Terry's birthday. Five, 12, and 20. (laughs) My wife for a long time told everybody that she was 29 years old. That number was on there, you know, but I didn't really pick the number four. That was the Powerball. And then there was 24. That would have been Dad's birthday, but. Yeah, well, you're going to have to just start anyway. walking down the Casey's and filling up that slip yourself. Yeah. It'll get she you some exercise, get out of the house. Get... I said, you should watch a YouTube video. I go, I explained to her what you have to do, but she still, you know, it's like, okay, well, just watch a video or something. You just like, walk, you know. walk yourself down to Casey's, and you go to the cashier and say, write to the number on the slip for me, I'm going to buy them numbers. And you take your ticket and go. Right, right. Uh, you get exercise, and you get your numbers you want. And you had the lady, uh, the Casey's, help you out. <laughs> uh, and Cindy then you share the money with her, and not your wife. <laughs> Cindy Rangel Taylor. She's she's a manager at Casey's. Oh yeah, there we go. Huh. She would tell I was going to ask her. I was going to ask her in Sunday school. Hey, would you fill? <laughs> Can you fill up these numbers for me? Maybe you should. Maybe you should ask her <laughs> to fill the slip out for you. I, I, I bet she would. Anyway, we've been uh, doing enough uh, news and updates and all that stuff. Mm, something smells. Mr. Peabody says sassy fresh. It's now time for some weird words. words. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. Oh, do I got some for you guys? The weirdest words, the weirdest, the wordiest word words ever to have word word. And actually, this last week, I wish I would have got these a few weeks ago. These first two words are a little bit to do with Christmas. Our first word. Well, you know, the 12 days of Christmas is still going on until January 5th. Oh, well, there we go. Okay, our first one is camping. Camponology. Camponology. The study of going camping. <laughs> it's C A M P. Camp. Camp. A N O L O G Y. So uh, camponology. Camponology. How to go camping. <laughs> how to pitch, how to put up a tent, do a trailer, <laughs> level it, and get find firewood. Yeah, camponology. The study of camping. Huh. Well, it'd be neat if they did something like that. Um, and I bet Terry is going to agree with that because it does have campanology in it. <laughs> Probably. Ology is studying. Is the study studying of. Yeah. But what is camping? Camping with a tent? Uh, RV? do 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 well, let me tell you, this word actually means a teepee. Okay, if you've been out Christmas shopping this year, you've heard this. It's this art or study of bell ringing. Bell ringing? So if you've been out Christmas shopping, camping you've heard those campanology people, the little Salvation Army. <laughs> so Quasimodo was a camping. He was a bell ringer. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Hold me close and tell me how you feel. 
And another word is Hyperborean. This might my, my that's my sounds why they don't take their ADD medicine. They're hyper boys. It's H Y P E R B E oh B O R E A N. Hyperborean. Hyperborean. So hyper does that means over. Or they put you in a chamber. Oh, yeah, like a hyperbaric chamber where you like the bins. It's a decompression chamber. <laughs> uh, or, or boring, you're just like really boring, like you're Ben Stein, Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> and you're, you're just really, really boring. Or Eeyore. Well, it's to do with it's Christmas, the... and we've all been visited by somebody that's a Hyperborean. It means an inha inhabitant from the far the north. An elf, uh, Santa, <laughs> or an elf, a, a, an bear. Of a polar bear, yeah. <laughs> Words of love, you whisper soft and true, darling, I love you. Okay, another word I got is arable. Arable, breathe. A r a b l e. Air bowl. It's a bull that floats on air. It's oh. a bull who passes <laughs> a lot of wind. <laughs> it's a very air arable. Uh, I, I could just think of you know it will, it's breathable while you're airing something out. But... This word, this word here means land suitable for growing crops. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, why don't they call it like fertile? Fertile. Hold me close and tell me how you feel. Tell me love is real. Another word I got is lissom. L I S S O M E. Lissom. Lissom here, you. Lissom up. <laughs> Talk to you. Lissom. <laughs> It was well, that's not it. what lithum means. It's not somebody that's tongue-tied. <laughs> tongue-tied. Yes, oh. Master. I hear you, and you, obey. You know, the world champion at Tongue uh, Twister just got arrested. I hope they give him a light sentence. <laughs> well, lithum means of your body. Thin, supple, or graceful. So oh, maybe a ballerina right. would me. be lithum. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> of love, whisper, soft and true. Darling, I love you. How about exoplanet? Have you heard of that word? Say it again. Exoplanet. Exoplanet. E-X-O-P-L-A-N-E. Pluto. Yeah, Pluto, Neptune, Uranus, that, the outer planets. Exo means outside and planet. Yeah. Uranus. He said Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> That's because Jupiter was bending over. That's all he saw, Uranus. <laughs> uh, 
actually a, a planet that circles a star outside of our solar system. Well, that still would be Pluto, because Pluto got demoted. It's no longer a planet of our solar system, but it still goes around the sun. Another word I got is conade. C-O-N-N-A-D-E. Oh, that was, that was that movie. Oh, that was Con Air. Oh, never mind. <laughs> they drank they drank Kool-Aid on Con Conade. Con Aid. Oh, yeah, on Con Air they drank the Kool-Aid. So they had Conade. <laughs> it's what people in prisons drink. Some Conade. Or, or, Instead or, of Gatorade. Or, or they put a band-aid <laughs> on the convict, so it's a Conade that fixed her boo-boo. Yeah. Hmm. Conade brand bandage. There we go. Has a little mask on it, black and white stripes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to cover up all your little sticky fingers. I guess. This <laughs> hmm? means ideas that have been existing in a person since birth. Really? So I didn't know. I mean, when you're born, you don't remember things. So how yeah. would they know if something's been there since birth? Yeah, Ideas or principles. That reminds me of another thing I heard that they say that childbirth is the most painful experience on earth. Yeah. But I don't, I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't it, either. It's, it's nothing to me. I don't talk about. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, something you you've known since birth. The only thing I knew since I was birth is I'm I'm hungry and my diaper's full. But yeah. <laughs> I could think of as maybe like breathing and blinking, you know, the things that just are natural. Well, I'm trying to see how to say peacant. Peacant. We had this word before. Peacant. What's that mean? Peacant. It comes off the peacant three. You make no, we, we had it before. It has to do with hot and spicy piquant, picante, piquant. <laughs> it, 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 oh, it's one of those bras that women wear. The the piquant bra. Oh, oh it's peekaboo bra. Never mind. Dang it. I'm so close <laughs> with the T. P I Q U. Piquant. Well, P I Q U. Well, that that's kind of a peak. Like that means like 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 a peak like the top of something like the peak of a mountain and so it's it's like your maximum ability maybe or you reach the high point let me hear you say the words i want to hear darling well this word here means pleasantly stimulated or exciting Ooh. to the mind so pleasantly stimulated you can be piquant. <laughs> uh, tweaked and peaked, as we used to refer to electronic circuits. <laughs> Another word I got is maunder. M A U N D E R. M A U maun. Jerry maunder. Alexa. It's a, it's a political term. You wander around, you, you, you maunder. I wander and monitor. Words of love you whisper soft and true. Darling, I love you. This word.
word kind of is what we're doing here. This word means to talk in a rambling manner. That's us, all right. <laughs> Do we ever make a point? Or it could be a politician, too. <laughs> I guess it could be politics. It could be wandering, in a sense. You're... All right, I lost my headset. I'm back on my phone. You lost your head. <laughs> His head fell off. Oh, no. Oh, 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 words of life. Another word I got is acrological. Acrological. Can you acrobat. spell it? Oh, it's like an acrobat, only he's very smart. He's logical, like Dr. Spock. It's a very lo- smart acrobat. Acrological. Well, well acro- I won't spell it. We'll just... Acro has to do with air. That's why the acrobat does it fly through the air oh. with, with the greatest of ease. Um, so you, 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 logic. You're studying air. I mean, you're smart about huh. the air. suppose acrobats could do this but i don't know it's relating to or based on original letters or sounds original letters letters or sounds so maybe like little kids you teach them maybe that's what they call it they found out the word you use acrologic to sound a is for apple the b is for boy what is c for (laughs) and it's plastic explosive Did you just come up with that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard that before. Couldn't think of any lyrics. No, I never wrote the lyrics. So I'll just sing any old lyrics that come to my child. I got his dauntless. And it's D A U N T L E S S. Dauntless. You don't have any daunts? You just out of them. You don't want it. You don't have any more dots left. You used them all up. Uh, it has to do with unaffected by like uh, people calling me names, but he's dauntless against their accusations or something. Huh? Something like that. I, I could be not right, but. It says showing fearlessness, so I'm oh. sure if somebody's without fear, you know, without fear, huh? I remember your glue. What do you say about some me, a sixty or whatever? <laughs> you're still without dots. There we go. I know that you're probably sore, cause I didn't write anymore. I just didn't get to complete it, so that's why I gotta repeat it. Oh, this word here, I'm gonna spell it first. It's my last word, because if I say this word, I know Terry's gonna start snickering. But you spell this word C O D E X. Codex. X on the end. Yeah, C O D E X, Codex. It's a book, a manuscript, a collection of texts. A tampon. It could be that too if you want to write on 
uh, that's why I wanted to spell it. I knew Terry would go with it. If you want to write on napkins, I suppose if you did it in a sanitary fashion, they could be that. Yeah. <laughs> Those were spelled with a K, though, I think. I don't remember. And what did you say, Keith? What did you say first? You said a codex it was? is a book or a, a collection of texts or manuscripts. I got a A solo, a solo, a solo, a solo, a solo here. Well, you got it right. <laughs> An ancient manuscript in text form is what it means. Yeah, and, and instead of writing it on a scroll, it's a, a codex is specifically written and bound together like a book. Yeah. Oh, you gotta have a music. Just six words, child. And so I'll sing them over and 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 over again. I didn't know you'd know that word, but I had to make sure I felt it before I said it. Well, it's something they do in computer language, too, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah, kind of, um, but not really. I mean, you I enco- you encode things and you decode things. Um, yeah. Anyway, I part of computery stuff. I can't get none of my oh. headset work, so I just have to be on my phone. Uh, you're so phony. Speaking of phony, it's time for Terry's top ten. <laughs> Yeah. Not that Terry's top ten is funny, but I don't know. <laughs> it could be. Mr. Wade. I swear I hear something. Mr. Wade. What's that? There is something. Good Lord. There's someone in here. My computers are deeply moved by your loyalty. Gonna jump down, poke down with a golden nugget. Gonna jump down, turn around, picking gold all day. Top ten. <laughs> kind of funny today, I think. You can, find... you can find the fake top ten. Ten popular street foods. That you've probably never tried. Might not be popular to you and me, but they're popular where they are. Choo-choo to Broadway, Foo Cincinnati. Don't get icky with the one, two, three. Life is just so fine. On the solid side of the line. Fifth. Number 10. In Vietnam, you can dine on sweet and sour genitals. Genitals. Cow, lambs, or pig. Oh, they're gluten-free. Uh, anyway. Hold tight, hold tight, hold tight, hold tight. Put it in the yakasaki, want some seafood, mama. Shrimps and rice, they're very nice. Number nine. This is a Mexican street food, but I don't... As many times... Chihuahua. 
down. <laughs> I still can't understand what it's saying. Carilla Carusus. It's a bizarre Mexican food. If you can't say it, I ain't going to eat it. Uh -uh. <laughs> it's similar to Italian beef jerky sticks. <laughs> and but this is going back to Victorian England uh, when you could buy baked potatoes on the street they they didn't really they served it with salt and pepper and butter but some people would just stick them in their pockets and use them for hand warmers <laughs> oh. that would be I, I can see that even being a, a thing today you have a fully loaded potato you go up to the cart and have the guy and have you put your toppings on it and stuff. Number seven. Uh, ramen noodles replace hamburger buns. It's what? You take your... <laughs> You take the ramen noodles and you, sl and you try to slice the, you know, slice it or, you know, thinner, and you put your hamburger on it. And now w there was one time one of our grandsons, who will remain nameless for the moment, decided he was going to make supper, and so he grabbed a pack of ramen noodles, boiled it in the water, didn't bother stirring it, and by the time it hit your plate, it was just this big block of noodle. <laughs> It tasted nasty because there wasn't a flavor packet. I'm like, I ain't gonna eat that stuff. Now, if you did that, if you did that and you cooked it, it'd be easier to, you know, slice down the middle to open it up, like you know, a dinner roll or a bun or something. Yeah, it uh, doesn't really. And again, probably New York. I mean, flavor flavor wise, I'm sure it would be just fine. It's just the idea of see, even if you cook it, now you have wet, soggy noodles to uh, get your, your fingers all juiced up. If you do it dry, then it's too hard to bite. You know? I like oysters, lobsters too. When I get home late at night, I get my favorite dish, fish. Hold tight, hold tight, hold tight, hold tight. For Yakasaki wants some seafood, mama. Shrimps and rice. Very nice. Number six, Korean poo bread. Poo bread. Poo? Made out of Winnie. It's shaped <laughs> shaped like a turd. Oh, oh really? It's one of those like a gag thing, you know, but still. Oh, you know, that's, gag, that's right. what a lot of people say. When did <laughs> I, I would definitely corn? be gagging. 
sandwich. Hold tight, won't you hold tight? Hold tight to put the axe like you want some seafood. Mama, shrimp is a hammer, has a heavy, hairy nose. I like oysters, lobsters too. I like my tasty butterfish, Joe. When I come home late at night, drip, dripping on the window pane washes. Number five is called Beta Mats. Um, videotape (laughs) congealed and grilled cubes of blood of what blood oh they take blood and that's another one you can keep and cube it and fry it they say when you cook blood it actually doesn't taste bad but it's just the idea of it. I'm like, no, it's okay. I'll pass. It's a Filipino food. You got to drain the blood from a chicken, it says. Hold tight. Hold tight. You want to say food, mama? Shrimpers and rice. That very night. Number four is Stuodial Saucy Pebbles. Philodial? Uh, Pebbles. Is that a Jill's word? (laughs) Stir fried pebbles. I think these are from Japan, actually. You're going to fry a rock. No, no, fruity pebbles like from Flintstone cereal. That's what Charlie Brown's got to do with all those rocks he got for Halloween. He's going to fry them. (laughs) They do this in China, not Japan. It's a Chinese dish. They take and saute up some pebbles and, and stir fry it, and then they serve it to you. And then you take the pebbles and break rock, your teeth, and you just suck the the sauce off of it, and you then you spit the rocks out. And it's like, <laughs> okay. It's like... Number three, in India, vendors make omelets. With soda and cookies in it. Number two, it's called a douche burger. Yeah. <laughs> they they well, wash it right. They they take you out a shower. Yeah, I mean shower. <laughs> so, um, it says douche burger. Uh, well, douche is French for wash, like you're taking it, a bath. It costs six hundred and sixty-six dollars. Thank you. Yeah, burger. I think they sell them at the snack bar at Bloomingdale's. Do you wash the burger, or do you use the burger to wash <laughs> with? You use the burger instead of a sponge. You dip it in soapy water or wash your arm. The loofah. <laughs> it's got caviar. Yeah. And. Gold leaves of gold. That, that, that does, I, I get why it's expensive, but that doesn't explain why they call it a douche burger. Because douche means to wash or to shower. Right. Oh, they sold one from a food truck in New York, probably to Donald Trump. Um, and he douched with it. It's a patty, <laughs> a patty wrapped in a gold leaf with flaw grass, caviar, Lobster, truffles, imported angel blue cheese. Uh, you definitely keep it. Don't want it. 
But you, you, you lost me at the frog walk ca caviar, and you definitely made me barf at the blue cheese. So no. <laughs> and I would nope. definitely douche with it. That's for sure. <laughs> it, it served with it was served with a cup of coffee made from beans harvested from cat poop. Cat poop. Gross. Himalayan rock salt. I get, I, I get the ingredients. I get why it costs so much, but nothing in there explains the word douche at all. <laughs> it needs to be douche. <laughs> Except for that it has seafood in it, and seafood comes out of water, and you wash with water. <laughs> I'm I'm grasping at straws to make the connection. Uh, you can call it you can call it fancy food burger, but I'm still gonna eat it because I don't like half the ingredients that are in there. As you said, in, in Germany, douche is to take a shower to bathe and like uh, that. But in French, too, yeah. Sometimes you can be called a douche. Hey, douche. <laughs> well, because in America, a douche is specifically referring to feminine products, so that it becomes a derogatory. But it just means to wash in its original right. sense. I like oysters, lobsters, too. I like my tasty butterfish food. When I come home late at night... I get my favorite dish, fish. Okay, so number one, Pag Pag. Have you ever heard of Pag Pag? No. Uh, no. That it's a. It's made over from leftover and garbage food. I'm hungry. Let's check out the bottom of the trash can. Oh, this is good. <laughs> it's like they homeless food. Almost dumpster diver food. Recycled landfill meat. And yeah, when you throw away your meat, you do it for a reason. You, what, you wipe out the maggots and <laughs> eat the meat? It's just, uh, that, yeah. that, that just can't be a thing. You, you... It's a colloquial term for leftover foods from restaurants that have been thrown out. Garbage. If you go out there and toss everything in the trash can and toss it like a salad, I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, definitely disgusting. And I can't imagine a street vendor serving that. Hold tight, hold tight, hold tight, hold tight, want some seafood. Oh, mama, shrimpers and rice, oh, hold I mean, some of those I would—they're not even street vendor food. It's high-class restaurant food. Yeah, yeah they're just—they shouldn't even be on the list for that reason alone. Not many people are going to walk down the street with six hundred dollars <laughs> to buy one of those gross hamburgers. No. It's that's about like what Keeper said. They, whenever they first throw it away, they grab it and different meats and stuff, and then veggies, and they can make a you know a stew with it and stuff. And I would think that should be like homeless people, but it's like. So the street vendors go and they grab that stuff and do that, and then they'd sell that, like the stew or sandwiches. Yeah, I'm not going to hang around those street vendors for very long. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness, if I'd known that, I'd have baked a cake. Well, with, with all that disgusting food, let's, let's <laughs> cleanse the palate and wash off our brains. My opinion is that we'd better get out of here before we make bigger fools of ourselves than we already have. With a little bit of <laughs> anger topic. There we go. Yeah, get that anchor splashing out there so we can 
we can douche our burgers with. <laughs> uh, yeah, our, our scheduled anchor topic uh, would be computers. We kind of talked about that last week a little bit. But uh, Jill, did you have something that you wanted to bring up? or? Well, or, there or... was something that I got, like I said, on Facebook. Um, it was the first... Obituary? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the first ever described video movie. Oh, yeah. Not a video, I guess. It would just be the movie. Yeah, the audio described. Yeah. The very first one. Yeah. Was Charlie well, I can get to it. Um, a fun fact. Here we go. Braille works on Facebook. The first audio descriptive movie. You know, for people that are blind, it was came out in 1929, wow, and it really? was titled uh, "Bulldog Drummond." Oh, uh, yeah, he's a detective. Oh, well, so I've never heard of it, so I didn't. I you didn't know, they, even know they I had think... movies in 1929. Oh, yeah, they had movies back oh. in the 1910s and even earlier. But Bulldog Drummond, he was—I think it was a book, and they made it into a movie. It was a radio show. I don't think it quite made it to TV. Oh, well, they were all silent movies back then, so you'd think. Well, yeah, silent. talkies Talk. came out in the '30s. It might have been the late '20s, somewhere in there. But That's it was, I, had... I don't know. It was just something that popped up on my Facebook, and I thought that was kind of interesting because yeah. now a lot of movies do have the audio described describers well that was my first thought is is it a talkie <laughs> because they did back in the day the silent pictures would have like movie they'd have a, a card pop on the screen the villain is about to tie a nail to the track that was that was close captioning for the death <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now they still have it <laughs> not so much in movie theaters but they got it in uh on your TV, you turn on that that yeah. option, yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny, though, if you had deaf people going to the theater going, hey, we want to uh, see what they're saying. And so they give them a little thing or watch it on. <laughs> I wonder, they might do something like that or sign language, but that would be kind of confusing because some, some action-packed movies, they'd have to really be able to sign fast. <laughs> well, I know... One reason why the silent movies are popular because if you were a foreigner didn't didn't speak English, you didn't need to speak English because you could see the action and follow the drama. If you were deaf, the same thing. You could just see and watch. But if you were blind, I could see somebody. You you couldn't see the cue cards on the screen about whatever action is happening. (laughs) Go in there and hear the music. (laughs) That's about all. It's the music, yeah. And so I, I, I could see that somebody came up with a descriptive track for that. What was uh oh Jethro Bodine's mom? She played the Pie Annie when they would play the moving picture shows. Oh. Can't explain now. Uh, anyway, okay. So, where are we in the anchor topic? Yep. 
Yeah. And so but, the yeah, the movies go back for quite a ways with that one described. Like I said, the, it was around the early thirties when talkies came out and they really caught on in the more middle thirties. They've really uh, caught on now. A lot of people like to go to the movies. The and you can usually a lot of movies, you know, get the uh, audio description right. headset, which is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Although I got myself in trouble yeah. once because we was watching a movie with my daughter out in Kansas and uh, I had to have it uploaded because I forgot in movies, the movies are so loud and it was hard to hear the describer in my ear set. So I turned it up so I could hear it. And then whenever she would, you know, like it goes over your ear, it doesn't go in your ear. So you can still hear people around you. And she said, yeah. you know, she's mom, you want a snack? I got the, you know, she's whispering. Yeah. Give me, I, I talked loud because I had to be able to hear myself. Oh. She, so I talked really loud compared to what I should have been. And she kind of, Shh, mom, not so loud. You, you were talking like you had too much to drink or something. Huh? <laughs> yeah. You know how a loud drunk can be sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with the description, they of course we talked before. They have it for like theater productions, like the Muni in St. Louis, or uh, they even have like you know Disney attractions. They say have been audio described for some time now. Or if you were to visit Disneyland, you could ask for a the same kind of over the ear headset as you walk past. There's like a little RFID, uh, you know, radio frequency thing. It'll ping your headset you're walking past the attraction of the Pirates of the caribbean or something huh. or you're you're entering the shop of the little princess boutique or well, whatever you're but they describe the the attractions there yeah well that's neat i didn't know that yeah i think certain <laughs> national parks would start to do that too museums i know have headsets too or the different displays has a button you can push that's been there for quite a while though and it tells you yeah, the, what's the, in the display? And and the trick is knowing how to find that button. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> if you're with somebody, we're walking past it, they don't even think of the button or see the button because they can just see it. And they, then they don't describe it. And like, yeah. oh, we're walking past. Oh, we'll do stuff. I'm like, oh, we'll hit the button. What button? <laughs> you see the placard with the words on it? There's a button. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, I say they used to have. Uh, before they had the descriptive stuff at each little thingy you went to at the museums, now in the nicer museums, of course, they'd have like a telephone thing. You just pick it up and put it to your ear like that or listen oh, yeah. or not, not so much as the whole receiver, but like the, you know, the, not the mouthpiece, but the earpiece, you pick it up, put it against your ear, you can hear it or, you know, something. Right. Instead of blaring through the speakers and hearing all this noise, just walk through and you hear noise of the, the thing. reading. Yeah, it. I, I did the zoo have that at the children's part, or maybe it was the science industry museum in Chicago? I do remember going somewhere that had that. Yeah, and either you can maybe you push a button to start it over, but you pick it up and it's like on a loop, and you stand there long enough and you hear it all. Okay, right. And, but yep. Uh, and the the nice thing of that is you can listen to the presentation. But the bad thing is, like you point out, it's not the complete handset because people get sick and they're breathing on the phone, and sneezing <laughs> right. and coughing on it, and you get you pass germs. So by having your own headset, that, you know, is wireless would be definitely a lot more sanitary. 
Yeah. And st- still hear everything. Anyway, just thought uh, Joe McShat, I thought would be a good topic to bring well, up. A lot of places you go to that have the hearing devices for the blind, you can take your own earbud with you and it just plugs in like any other headset right. you can. That way you don't have to get somebody else's earwax in you. Which, again, is, <laughs> you know, makes it a little more sanitary. We don't swap an ear, ear gunk back and forth. Well, <laughs> uh, but that kind of real quick, uh, talking about description stuff. My orders are to keep you here. I do want to move on. My, but you look handsome today. And cover an email that we got. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Uh, this, uh, maybe another little on the longest side, but I think I can read through it pretty quick. It says, hello there, host of That Sounds Funny. I'm a police officer in Florida, and I thought I would share an interesting case that I had to respond to recently. In my report, I stated that John Sandoval, 70, was arrested Saturday morning after allegedly throwing a package of Oreo cookies at his wife while the two argued over their coffee maker that had no water in it. (coughs) It seemed to have started when the couple, who had been married for over 40 years, got into a verbal argument while sitting at the table. At some point, Mr. Sandoval allegedly became aggressive and threw the package of Oreo cookies at his wife's chest, which caused her to fall. The elderly man was also alleged to have placed his hands on her throat while she was on the ground. The woman's daughter urged her mother to file charges over the incident, but it wasn't until the next day. It's not like the daughter might have had some hands in that choking incident. Anyway, he goes on. Uh, I have to admit that I did not observe any obvious injuries on the woman. We turned the case over to the detectives, and I understand that Mr. Sandoval allegedly did admit to picking up the pack of cookies and throwing it at his wife, but he had no recollection of grabbing her by the throat. The return thing turned out okay. Uh, eventually, Mr. Sandoval was charged with f- felony domestic battery on a person 65 years or older. I just thought you might like to hear about an unusual day I had on the job. J.D. Robbins, Florida deputy. Huh. Oh. <laughs> he caught her by the throat when she was falling. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'll catch you, honey. Don't fall. Clear off my throat. Clear my throat. Um, yeah, it's like the daughter might have had a, had a hand in that whole grabbing to the throat routine, but yeah, domestic altercations, even old people. Huh. What I thought was funny is he got uh, charged with abusing a 65-year-old woman, and he was 70. <laughs> like, I think that that charge is probably designed for young people who attack old people, but I guess it still works. <laughs> uh, so there's that. My goodness, what's come over you? We don't have any voicemails this time. My gracious, he sure is big and mean looking. 
Well, he must weigh close to 280 pounds. But we do have some final thoughts. Here's our final thoughts. I actually had some Christmas ones uh, since I managed to find more since last week. If you roll yourself in wrapping paper and tape it shut, that's how you live in the presence. Live in the presence. <laughs> Okie dokie. There was a terrible king. He was only 12 inches tall. He was a terrible king, but a great ruler. <laughs> ruler. <laughs> Maturing in marriage is all about learning how to compromise. My wife wanted Christmas trees in every, one in, uh, every room in the house, but I thought that was too much. And so we compromised. And now... There are Christmas trees in every room of the house. <laughs> what do you call a chicken at the North Pole? Lost. Yeah. Yep. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> well, my boss wants to sign me up for a 401k. No way I want to run that far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you call a snowman with a six pack? The Abdominal Snowman. I have a special ability to see inside of every Christmas present. It's a gift, really. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Algebra, quit asking us to find your ex. She's not coming back, and we don't know why. What do you call the fear of Santa? Claustrophobia. (laughs) Would you like to know my absolute password for all my devices? It's Batman, Robin, Superman, Aquaman, Iron Man, and Bob. (laughs) It has to be six characters. Alrighty. Six characters. Yeah. <laughs> I asked my mom once, well, how's it feel to have the greatest kid alive? And she told me I'd have to ask my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, Christmas is around the corner, and my wife has been leaving jewelry catalogs all over the house. I think I've got the hint. She is going to love the magazine rack I bought for her. Hey, man. Did you hear about the hip ice cube? It was water before it was cool. Yeah. So hipster. I was at a real emotional wedding. Even the wedding cake was in tears. You may be wondering how I strain my pasta on Christmas. I use an advent calendar. 
Thunder. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, every time my doorbell rings, my dog runs and stands in the corner. He's a boxer. I wonder if his name's Rocky. (laughs) I accidentally accidentally scored a ketchup in my eye. Now I have hindsight. (laughs) What do you call an elf who runs away from Santa's workshop? A rebel without the clock. Or or, or Hermie. That's not what we'll do. I don't have any more. What? I thought I had had more. Well, I guess we can stop there. I was just going to bring up some others, but I I had that was on my list. I can go on with some Christmas stuff for a little bit. (laughs) Why do reindeer hang on their Christmas trees? Ornaments. (laughs) Have you heard of the Christmas alphabet? It's like the regular alphabet, except there's no L. What did Adam say to wife on the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> what do what? snowmen wear on their hat heads? Snow caps. What's green tensely and goes ribbit ribbit? Mistletoe. <laughs> and just a transition, here's a New Year's Day one. I don't want to party like it's 1999. I just want to buy groceries like it's 1999. Yeah. So that's where I'll stop with that one. Just had to do some rapid fire ones there for you. <laughs> yeah. What's the Naughty Cat's favorite sport? Rugby. Rugby. <laughs> we have a cat whose favorite sport is closet pee, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> A farmer asked the chicken, why did you cross the road? The chicken said, to go to the bar. The farmer said, why did you go to the bar? The chicken said, that's a totally different joke. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, you'll be doing a great public service. Since we're all out of Christmassy jokes and all out of other jokes in general. Well, it was nice seeing you folks. I'll be on my way now. Bye. Bye. Bye, lad. Bye, Mr. Cook. Yes, indeed. Bye, Royce. Bye, Orville. Bye, Uncle Fletcher. I am convinced I have something in my tooth. It's time to close it all down and turn off the lights, get ready to go home, lock it all up. <laughs> We're until next week. And this is your host, Keith, signing off, saying thanks for listening, and I'm still alive. <laughs> but, uh, while you're out there and you want to find more from us, uh, check us out on iTunes or any of your favorite podcast directories. Visit our webpage, thatsoundsfunny.com, where you can find all of our shows. You can even listen to the players that are on every episode. Leave us a comment, send us an email, uh, or leave us good ratings and reviews. And with all of that, we are done. Once again, this is your host, Keith, signing off. Saying thanks for listening, and see you next week. And we'll see if we're still eating Christmas cookies. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we forgot to tell everybody what we got for Christmas. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, yeah, we talked. You, 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 last week, you were talking about uh, modeling what you got for Christmas. We didn't even talk about stuff we got for Christmas, but maybe yeah. next time or maybe not at all. Who knows? Goodbye, everybody.
that sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com. That sounds fun.